Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. I am so excited about our conversation today because I know many of you have goals and aspirations of creating a business or setting goals that have something to do where you will need to do some social media. Today, I have Carly Kurtolitsa. She's an author, a blogger, and a social media influencer. She's a mom of two, under two, an outdoor enthusiast, an interior designer, and a somalita. And she recently published a book called Chasing Likes, The Unflattering Reality of Life as an Influencer, where she explores the -the behind-the-scenes look at influencer marketing. Carly, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. I know so many of our listeners are going to love this conversation about all things social media. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you. Yes, I love it. So Tell me all about this book. How did you get into this? How did you start with this book? Why did this become a passion? I'd love to just hear all about it. Absolutely. So I started a blog about seven years ago and started kind of becoming a social media influencer about six years ago. I kind of fell into it by accident. Um, I was just blogging away and thinking about, oh, how am I going to monetize my blog? And someone reached out to me, a brand, and they were like, oh, we want to pay you to talk about our product. And I was like, wait a second, (laughs) this seems like a really great idea. And so it kind of spiraled into me working with other brands and um, becoming an influencer and a blogger full time. And then around 2020, 2021, I started seeing the influencer industry going in a direction that I wasn't really loving. Uh, I thought there was a lot of inauthenticity. I just didn't really like what I was seeing just overall, what expectations were of influencers, how influencers were behaving. And I also found that when people met me and they found out what I did for a living, they were either incredibly fascinated and had a hundred questions and almost always all of the exact same questions. And, or they were like just completely disgusted by what I did for they're like, oh, you're one of those. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to put this in a book. I love the written word. I'm a a blogger first and an influencer second. And I'm like, you know, I love to write. So I thought, why not put pen to paper and answer everyone's, you know, burning questions about this. Um, I also wanted to, you know, kind of talk about some of my personal experiences in the industry and kind of just give like a peek behind the curtain of, of what it's really like. Oh, I love this. And I always love to talk about people's goals because I think I'm going to make an assumption, but when you were a little girl, you never said my goal is to be an influencer or maybe even a blogger. Of course not. Cause those things didn't exist. You know, I mean, if 10 years ago I said to somebody like, I'm going to be a social media influencer, they're like, you're going to be a what and a what now? Like, that's uh-huh. not a thing. Um, and even when I was first approached by brands, I was like, I'm just a normal person. I'm I'm not a Kardashian. I'm not a celebrity. I wasn't on The Bachelor or anything like that. Like, I'm 
I got, yes, I guess I've built this audience, but I'm really just a normal everyday person. Like you'll see me at Costco wearing no makeup. So, uh, I was just like, okay, like, I guess maybe I do kind of have some influence with this. And yeah, no, this was not at all what I thought I would be when I grew up, I fell into it. Um, I've had so many different careers throughout my life that it was kind of interesting that this is where I ended up. So, yeah. And, and I, when I really think about social social media influencers and the idea behind it. When you really think about it for years and years and years, it was always what brands wanted to put out there. And now the fact that we have real people like you at Costco telling us what products work and what they like. I mean, I think that it's, it's kind of surprising that it took so long for us to get to the point where brands were actually reaching out to the everyday people to promote their products. Well, that's the thing. I mean, influencers are really the new word of mouth. And instead of just telling all of our friends and family about the things that we love, or in my case, strangers at Costco, because um, <laughs> if you're at Costco and you look like you're maybe going to buy something and I have it and I love it, I will come up to you and give you unsolicited advice. I'm sorry. Um, I just can't help myself, um, which I think is why this was a natural fit for what I was doing. Um, to be perfectly honest with you, it wasn't my idea to start my blog. I was um, sending, you know, travel advice or gift guide lists or, you know, my favorite skincare products to friends, family, or people maybe I'd meet at a dinner party. Be yeah. like, you know what, like just send your email and I'll just send you a whole bunch of stuff. And so my husband's like, we need to get this out to a wide, like a wider audience, because I think, you know, you've really got something here. And, you know, that is, you know, kind of just, I guess, with social media and the internet and, you know, good search engine optimization, people are able to find my content and I am able to, you know, cast a wider net. Yeah. You know, there used to be this old term of like, I've got a guy or like that master networker connector. And that's really what it is. It's like, it's like word of mouth on steroids a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love it. So you've been doing this. How long have you had your blog now? I've had it for seven years, maybe almost eight. It's over seven anyways. Yeah. Wow. And then you started, you know, getting outreach from brands. How was that at first? Was it a little weird? Well, at first I thought it was like a lie. (laughs) That sounds so crazy. Um, So I get this email to my inbox and I'm like, this seems like crazy. So I forwarded it to my husband. I was like, is this real? Like, is this a thing? He's like, no, like this is pretty specific. Like this is what they want from you. And yeah, this is happening. And so it really just kind of went from, you know, one like brand to a few brands and it kind of snowballed. Um, the one thing is though, is a lot of the business that I do get and a lot of my collaborations are from me pitching to brands, not from brands yeah. reaching out to me. If I just sat around waiting for brands to reach out to me, I probably well, I couldn't do this full time. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's not there. Um, so actually approaching brands that I love and that I, you know, I use their products or services and saying, Hey, like I'm already loving this. I would love to collaborate to, you know, promote it further. And, and that kind of thing um, is really where I would say the majority of my sponsorship income comes from. Wow. And so then it led to you working with brands and now you've published a book chasing like, so how did this come about? So again, it was one of those things where I just kept answering a lot of the same questions over and over. And I have always wanted to write a book. I've always loved writing. It's just been something I've always been really passionate about, but I never really knew what I wanted that book to be about. And I thought, you know what, 
if anything, I mean, in 10 years from now, this book could be entirely irrelevant. Um, so from that perspective, it might be a nice snapshot in time um, yeah. for people to kind of look back on. Um, but I really, I just wanted to kind of talk about being an influencer because a lot of influencers don't want to talk about it. It's like this big, dark secret. Nobody wants to share what we do or how we do it. But then at the same time, influencers get really upset because they feel like no one takes what they do seriously. And nobody knows how much work it is. It's like, well, nobody knows because you don't <laughs> want to tell anybody. So yeah. I thought, you know what, I'm going to break this down and, and I'm going to talk about it. Um, I know there's some chapters in there. Like my husband had to read through it. I was like, I need to make sure I don't sound, you know, like old manuals at cloud here. Um, you know, maybe I'm ranting a little bit, but I think it was also a bit of a, a cathartic experience for me too, to just kind of get it out there and say, you know, this is what it's really like. This is what actually goes on. These are the things that we deal with the good, the bad, the wonderful, the not so great, you know, that kind of thing to just, you know, really let people you know, kind of into the industry. And like, it's not a long read. I think it maybe comes in at 135 pages. It's a pretty quick read. And if any of your listeners end up reading the book after uh, listening to our conversation, they're going to be like, oh my God, I can hear her when, when I'm reading this. Um, yeah. yeah. So I love it. So you wrote the book. And so tell us like, what are the the top questions that people get asked about being an influencer and what do we know need to know if one of our goals is to really be on social media and, you know, drive traffic to other brands or also to our own brand? Yeah. So the number one question I get asked is how do you make money? Um, and you know, it's, really like people pay me to promote their products um, instead of, you know, a celebrity endorsing that product for several million dollars, they'll take a few people like me and, you know, give us, you know, hundreds or a couple thousand dollars to promote their product uh, instead. So to, you know, because they're basically what a brand is paying for is direct access to our audience through somebody that they already know and feel comfortable with. So mm -hmm. That's something um, that I get asked more often than not. Um, I guess the other questions too are things like how much work is it really? And like, are people make comments like, oh, must be nice. Like they think, you know, gift boxes are just arriving at my door every day. I'm just always getting free stuff and whatever, but nothing is free. Um, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Um, brands might send me gifts that are quote unquote free, but really they want me to at least talk about it on my Instagram stories. There's, there's a an expectation, shall we say, um, that I'm going to talk about this or at least share that they sent me something. So, you know, they get a tag or, or something along those lines. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's no such thing as, yeah, like I said, a free lunch, but, um, I guess to like getting out on social media, you really just got to kind of put yourself out there. It's a little bit of trial and error. You've got to be able to pivot. Um, and you have to be able to stay true to yourself. That is one of those things. I feel like I hit a bit of a bump when I was like, I'm just trying to be all things to all people. And then I'm nothing to anyone. So I really always have to keep going back to my why. Why am I doing this? What do I want to talk about? What feels authentic to me? And in the book, authenticity is something I touch on a lot because I feel like there is a massive authenticity gap um, just in the influencer space, uh, in general right now. So, and even with PR companies, I feel like there's some inauthenticity there as well. So, um, I think that, you know, those are things that you really got to think about when you're going on social media. Uh, I guess too, something else that I should mention, <laughs> I, I'm just talking and talking here is for me, the authenticity piece is really important because I've met 
members of my audience in person and yeah. you know you'll meet your instagram followers in person and they'll be like do you really like that are you really like this and they'll know pretty quick if you live up to what you've been showing online and they want to know if that matches because you could lose your credibility pretty quick and they'll tell everyone they'll either tell yeah. everyone good or bad they'll be like oh my gosh she was exactly like i thought she would be i love it it was amazing or mm, wow, that was entirely different. It's like, oh, I couldn't even believe it was her because she looks entirely different on Instagram or things like that. So those are definitely things to think about. Yeah. And I think that there's this old adage of like, you know, somebody loves your restaurant and they'll tell maybe one person, somebody has a bad experience and they'll tell 10 or 20 or 30. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. do you go and write a Yelp review for every amazing experience you've ever had? Or do you go online and tear somebody a new one when something went sideways? Right. So yeah, the same goes for social media. Yeah. Yeah. So we do have a lot of listeners that one of their goals is to release a product or a brand or a business, but a lot of products we have, I know, I, I know we have a coffee company, a makeup company, a vodka company, a uh, CBD company that I know have been listening. So if they wanted to branch out in their business to get the word out about what they're doing and maybe go the influencer approach, what tips would you have for them? Yeah. So what I would say is do your research and don't just be like, okay, you know what? We want to work with five influencers. Here's our budget. Let's just go online and pick somebody. Let's have this wrapped up by next week. No, I would say follow the people that you think are good candidates, follow them for a few weeks, do a deep dive into their content, kind of what they're all about, watch their stories, see what they're like when they're interacting with the camera, really try and get a sense of them before you even reach out to the influencer. Um, what I would say too is when you do reach out to the influencer, ask them if they have a rate sheet right up front and have your budget in mind. Uh, Cause you don't want to, you know, waste all that time talking to somebody and they're either they're well out of your, your budget range of what you can pay somebody. Um, think about demographics to who they're reaching, what that looks like, because if you're trying to target, you know, women ages 25 to 55 and everybody they have is, you know, um, under, under 25, then that's not going to be a good fit for you. And, and you know, and, and that really is going to matter. Um, those demographics really come into play. Um, the other thing too, is if they're on multiple platforms, is it just Instagram? The other thing also is that it's hard to quantify how well social media marketing can really do unless it's, let's say a click through on an Instagram or a Facebook ad where you can actually track conversions. Um, just having an influencer post about something, even if they get link clicks, it doesn't necessarily turn into sales. Effectively, what influencers do is create brand awareness. We are a billboard and we are selling ad space. And so there's not always, you're not always going to get the return that you think you are. Um, you might get brand awareness and it might turn into a sale two months from now or two years from now, you don't know, but um, it's really hard to track if maybe sales to your brick and mortar store or even your online sales, unless, you know, you give a personalized promo code and that influencer's audience just go crazy for it. And they all use that promo code, then you can really track it really well. But aside from that, it can be really difficult to just track um, the success of it. So definitely be aware of that. 
Yeah. And I think it's really important to differentiate the difference between brand awareness and sales, because I, I work with a lot of clients. And one of the things that I do in my business is I help women, mostly women entrepreneurs boldly achieve without working double time. And I'll ask them to send me a copy of their calendar. And I have them highlight on their calendar, anything in green that is sales related. And oftentimes they will highlight social media posting. And we have to have this conversation about the difference between sales and marketing and branding, because they are different. Now, marketing and branding can lead to a sale, but not always. And I think that's super important to make that distinction and really know when you're going to work with an influencer or anyone what the goal is. And I loved your comment about how you're basically selling billboard space. And that doesn't necessarily mean that somebody's going to pull over on the side of the road and, you know, call up whatever company that is, if it was actually a billboard, but it does mean that there is awareness around that brand. So I love that comment. Absolutely. And I think a lot of like small businesses, especially think they need a large social media following to make sales. If you've got under 10,000 Instagram followers, but you're, you know, at depending on the size of your business, let's just say for number's sake, 10, 20, $50,000 in sales every month. I don't think that your following on Instagram really matters at the end of the day. What really matters to you is sales, Instagram followers. I mean, that's just a vanity metric or how many people like your photo. That's all well and good. But if that's not converting into actual sales, I'd be putting your, you know, energy into what is actually converting and, you know, driving those sales numbers up because at the end of the day, it's your bottom line. Yeah. I love it. And I love the business back as well to that, you know, really thinking about what drives the sales. I mean, we have lots of people who are on Instagram all day long, posting, 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 and yet they may not be selling anything. And then other people who aren't on any social media and they're selling all day long. So it's really finding that balance. Now, I know that when you were a little girl, when I was a little girl, nobody had ever heard of social media influencer as a job or a goal, but if somebody wanted to get into this as their goal, what would you suggest if they wanted to become an influencer? Well, first of all, I'd say you should read my book. Um, (laughs) It's just like a shameless plug, but I, I would say, yes, go and read my book just because I do really outline how much work really goes into this because brands are expecting more and more from you. There is a startup cost that you have to consider just for the equipment. You need the latest smartphone really just because of technology. Uh, You're probably going to need a digital SLR. You might need lights. You might need an assistant to help you take all your photos or that kind of thing, uh, or just, you know, a tripod and, you know, then some editing software and, and, none of that stuff is free. So definitely think about the startup costs and just those skills in themselves that are required, because being able to take great photos is really important, both conceptually and from a quality standpoint, from like resolution, but also ask yourself why you want to do this. What is it about being a social media influencer that really appeals to you? Are you doing it for the fame? Are you doing it for the likes? Uh, Cause I know a lot of people are like, Oh, I just want to be Instagram famous. Uh, why, um, for, for what, and it's like, well, it's easy for you to say, but at the same time, it's like, you know, if you're doing this for the fame, 
you're not going to be all that happy at the end of the day. It's a lot of work. Um, it, you don't necessarily get the notoriety that you think you do um, from it. I mean, you might get some really big brand collaborations and maybe they'll feature you in some of their national campaigns or things like that. But just like anything else, it's pretty fleeting unless you're, you know, a supermodel and you're in every second ad campaign for, you know, 10 of the world's biggest brands, um, you know, you're not going to necessarily see that fame. Uh, is it great to get quote unquote free stuff for some things? Yes. Um, I'm not going to lie. It was great to do some collaborations when I had my kids because baby gear isn't cheap. I know a lot of people that do this while they're on maternity leave because they think, oh, this is great. I'll get all my baby gear for free. But it's also a lot of work and you have to think about, you know, postpartum, do you want to be, you know, doing hair and makeup and getting yourself ready just to take cute pictures of you with your stroller with your baby when really all you want to do is sleep or pull your hair out, you know, mm -hmm. think about, you know, there's a lot of things that you really have to think that go into it. Um, and being able to dive into being a social media influencer full time. A lot of people I know still just do this as a side hustle. I'm fortunate enough that I can do this full time, but I have been doing this for a long time mm -hmm. and I really run it as a business. You have to think of it as a business. Um, you also have to have a really thick skin because when a brand rejects you, you're the brand. Um, you know, it's so in some ways they are rejecting you. So you have to be able to hear no, you have to be able to negotiate, you have to be able to fight for what you want. Uh, you really have to have, you know, kind of the right personality. And I know uh, quite a few people that do this that suffer from a lot of social anxiety and those kinds of things. So you're putting yourself out there on a regular basis and you have to be comfortable with that. So you have to make sure that this is maybe the right fit for you, just even personality and psychology wise. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's so important is that it truly is, I don't want to call it a job, but it is a it job, is. you know, <laughs> and you get the freedom to maybe set your time, but you don't always like, I, I think about my one friend who she does a lot of stuff around Amazon prime and she's like prime week. I don't sleep. Nope. And she can't say, Hey guys, you know, I'm going to the islands that week. So do you mind shifting this around my schedule? No, it's, it's a job. And that is a time when her job does not allow her to take vacation. And that's yeah. the reality. And so I think I love the fact that you talk about taking it seriously, but also really digging in and making sure it's authentic for, for your brand. You know, it yes. has to make sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like you said, like with prime week or like, I have to put my Christmas tree up, you know, almost before Halloween at this point to start shooting Christmas content and those kinds of things. Like by the time, you know, Christmas comes around, I'm so tired of having the Christmas tree up. And I'm just like, Oh, already, you know, there's just a lot of those things that go with it that you don't necessarily see or think about um, really just the work and the sacrifice behind it. It's also like, great. I'm going to go on this all expenses paid vacation, but it's not a vacation. You're working while you're there because you have to create a ton of content for the people that are sending you on this vacation. It's just not a matter of, you know, going to Mexico for seven days and just enjoying. And then maybe, you know, being like, Hey guys, I'm in Mexico. This is awesome. And that's it. No, like you have to think about all the clothes you have to bring and the bathing suits you have to pose in and the beach shots and making sure, you know, you want to get that shot of you on an empty beach. Well, then you've got to be up at 5am to do that. Uh, yeah. Things that people just don't necessarily think about because at two in the afternoon, first of all, you're in full sun, your picture will be terrible. And the beach is going to be full with absolutely everybody. And you can't have all of that. That's not what the resort wants. That's not what they're, you know, giving you the free trip for. So, you know, there's a lot of 
of things that seem like, you know, oh, this seems like a great idea from the outside. When you really start breaking it down and thinking about what goes into it, it's like, you know, I've thought about pitching to vacation companies thinking, oh, it'd be great to have an all expenses paid trip for my family. And then I'm like, but then it's not a vacation. I just want to go away with my husband and my kids and not think about anything. And, you know, if you're there for work, you're, you're, you're still on the clock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think what's really cool about it is there's a lot of opportunity, but it really comes down to designing your business and treating it as a business, the way that works for you and your family. So obviously there's a lot of perks and a lot of fun that goes into being a social media influencer. If somebody has a business or they're looking to become an influencer as their goal, what would you say are some of the things that they should do right away and some of the benefits? I would say figure out what your brand is and what makes you special and sets you apart from everyone else. I would say, especially in the influencer space, influencers are a dime a dozen. You can go on Instagram and you can scroll through and you'll see hundreds of girls with the same filter pack um, or, you know, presets. They've all got the same, you know, white balance. They all have the same the same hair. They're all vegan ish. They're all, you know, everybody's just trying to fit into this box of being the same. Think about what makes you different and what sets you apart. What, what makes, you know, people find you really interesting. Uh, what's interesting about yourself, you know, really do a deep dive into that and then use that when you are doing your personal branding to, and leverage it as much as possible. I would also say you're going to want to have to create a media kit, which is, you know, anywhere from like one to three or five pages that, you know, has all of your social media statistics, a bio, um, some photos of yourself, just kind of like a resume. Because when you're pitching to brands, they don't know you from, you know, Adam or Eve. And so they've got to, you know, get a sense of who you are. And having that one page document is a really great way to present your brand um, in a really polished way. Um, mm -hmm. and I would also say, you know, again, it really comes back to the authenticity piece and making sure that you're okay saying no, uh, to things. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've turned down, uh, brand collabs that are, you know, really great money, but they're just the authenticity piece isn't there. The fit just isn't there. It's not something I love or feel like I could promote. And you have to know that when you say no to something, something better is always coming. Mm -hmm. Um, it's again, it's like, oh, it's easy for you to say, but no, it's true. I feel like if I focus on that, it's always always happened for me. Mm -hmm. And also it's a numbers game. Um, if you pitch five brands, that doesn't mean you're going to get five brand deals. Um, you're going to have to think of it in terms of, okay, I'm probably going to have to pitch 20 or 25, maybe in a week. And then I'm going to have to, you know, figure out how many of those I'm going to get follow-ups from that I'm going to have to follow up with it really, honestly, it's commission sales and yeah. the product, um, for lack of, you know, better, um, explanation of it. Um, you really got to think of it in terms of a numbers game. And, you know, if you pitch to a brand, they might not work with you next week. It might be next year, maybe their fiscal year is just ending. And so you're going to work with them in the next quarter. So you have to really think about that. And, you know, it's not a consistent income. It's not a salary. That's for sure. But I mean, mm -hmm. that's entrepreneurship too, just yeah. <laughs> at its best. Right. Yeah. And I think, I, I hope everybody is hearing what Carly is saying underlying she's talking about strategy. Like it's really about having a strategy. It's not just about throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall and saying, oh, I hope this works. No, she has a strategy for how she's going about picking brands, how she's promoting herself, and also what she's saying yes and no to. 
And I think that's really key when we do set out those goals that maybe seem impossible or out there or maybe something that's different, you know, like becoming a social media influencer at the time you did was probably not the norm, but it really comes down towards to that strategy to make it work and then adjusting that strategy as you go. Absolutely. It is one of those things like I feel like my strategy is changing like almost weekly, monthly, that kind of thing. You got to, you know, just trends are changing or maybe I've got a, you know, a lot of stuff that's kind of coming down the line. And so I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to be able to create all that content for brands or I'm thinking, you know what, in a couple months you know, by June, I got to start pitching for Christmas stuff because if I'm pitching in September, (laughs) October for holiday, I made like those deals might've already been signed. I might've already missed the bus. And so thinking of, you know, those things, you know, just really big picture, always thinking, you know, a day, a week, a month, a year ahead of time. Um, It sounds absolutely crazy, but no, that strategy matters so much. You really have to think both, you know, on the day-to-day and really big picture long-term of what that's going to look like. Yeah. You know, we always say when we walk into Target or wherever, and we're like, oh my gosh, Halloween is already out in August. But think about the people who actually were thinking about Halloween around Easter or before yeah. that. It's like, whoa. That's the thing. Those decisions have already been made for everything to get manufactured, put in store, marketed every piece of, you know, of the picture there. Yeah. I love it. All right. So if somebody wanted to work with you or reach out to you, um, where can they find you? What's the best way to connect? Yeah. So my website is styled to sparkle.com and I have an email form there. If you want to ask me any questions or just read my blog posts, um, you can also find me on social media at styled to sparkle across all handles. Uh, that's my handle across all the channels. Um, you can also find my book on Amazon. It's on .ca.com. It's available globally in ebook, hardcover, and paperback. If you read my book or you have a question about one of my blog posts, DM me, reach out to me, ask away. I am an open book with that um, pun not intended. Um, <laughs> I've had people reach out to me like, you do a lot of renovation stuff. Can you help me choose a backsplash style? I'm like, sure. Send me pictures of your kitchen. Tell me what you're going for. What's your style? Um, I love doing that stuff. I love the one-on-one. I love answering people's questions. Um, never feel intimidated to reach out. Um, I'm just a regular person, same as you. So, yeah, I love it. So I know many of the listeners have various different goals. Please reach out to Carly if it's about promoting your product, figuring out how to do that, or you want to become an influencer. You just want to know what it's all about or adding some affiliate stuff to your current business. Um, It's a really cool, exciting world. And I think one of the coolest parts is that everybody is willing to help everybody out if you just ask. So don't be shy and continue to chase your big, bold goals. And just know that it's not all about the likes. Have a good one, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word goal to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.